So the way it works internally with companies, if I click on somebody's profile, I can see if someone else within my company looked at their profile. So it could say like, oh, Anna Jones also saw this profile. Yeah. So I'm like, oh, okay, I wonder. And it can even tell you too, like Anna Jones emailed this person or oh. they, yeah, it keeps all your, yeah, his, it keeps all your history. So I can be like, okay, let me reach out to Anna Jones yeah. and see what the T is. Yeah. So I think, <laughs> Everything is tracked, traced yeah, in yeah. some way or the other. So just be careful how you're presenting yourself, how you're putting yourself out there. People talk and this world is a lot smaller than what you would think. All right, y'all, so look, I'm just gonna say it straight up. This, in my opinion, is probably the most important, most important interview I could think of that we're going to do. You know, of course, I can't I can't tell about the foreseeable future, but this is definitely so far probably the most important interview conversation that we're going to have because, of course, we're interviewing different guests in tech where you've seen us interview sales engineers, people in tech sales, uh, data scientists, founders, a variety of different people that are speaking specifically about their role in tech. And we've even interviewed recruiters, tech recruiters that give you different tips and advice on getting into the industry, which is wonderful. But most of our interviews are centered around one specific job or role or one specific company that really is only speaking to one audience group. But the guest that we have today is not only a recruiter who's recruited for both like traditional companies and tech companies, uh, but this guest that we actually have on is someone that gave me the gems and the tools, most of the gems and the tools that I know about when it comes to LinkedIn. Those of y'all that follow me, you've seen my journey when we talk about, okay, how I went from the 90,000 to the 157,000, and then a couple months after that, getting an offer for $230,000, all within under a year of being in the tech industry, that was predominantly based off the gems that were given to me by the guests that we have today, and me leveraging those gems on LinkedIn. So y'all see the title, we talking about LinkedIn, but we're not going to like just kind of sprinkle, sprinkle. We are really going to delve into different things that you can do, whether to talk about setting up your LinkedIn profile, you posting on LinkedIn, you doing all the super saucy, juicy stuff that like kind of put that extra sauce on your LinkedIn. So very excited for the guests that we have today who I've known even before I was in tech, Isabel. Hi, Cyrus. What's going on? I'm good. How are you? I'm great. I'm so happy for you to be going here. Oh, I'm happy to be here. That was quite yeah. the intro. No yeah. pressure or nothing. No, no. This is so. <laughs> no, this is super exciting for me because I mean, for, for like a, a plethora of reasons. Like, I mean, obviously, one, like I said, we've known each other before I was in tech. You know, uh, you know, very fond of you. You're like a wonderful person. We talked about that. We talked recently on the phone, and I was saying like, you know, how, how much everybody loves you. You know, and and. Again, just the even after I got into the industry, like just the impact that you had on my career, the impact mm -hmm. that you had like on the private community, and it's just like wonderful. And I'm like, yo, every time, whenever someone books me for like a one-on-one -on -one session, whether they're trying to get in tech or trying to scale, mm -hmm. at the end of the session, like nine times out of ten, I will send them your video because she gives a lot of advice and tips that that would really help you you know better like your linkedin uh -huh. and better like your better your chances and things that you're doing and so and it, it always just 
just it's very significant how much like it impacts people and helps people oh. and so i was like y'all gotta get isabel on here like so she could just kind of like just break this stuff down for everybody uh so that way moving forward because because one thing with that video we were kind of talking about a variety of different things and i was like no let's have a dedicated video just for linkedin that just for linkedin just for for, for isabel and linkedin like let's just talk about <laughs> it like straight up uh, yeah. So that way, that way, our new our new audience that's grown can like can get all of this sauce, and also, I mean, I encourage y'all to share this video with different friends. Y'all know, I, I actually never even asked y'all to share, but I'm gonna ask like, please share this video with different people. Share this if, for those of y'all that are listening. You know, share the audio with people, like whatever. Uh, please do that because this is definitely gonna be uh, impactful conversation. All that being said, I, I said all that without even reading off your bio. Let me go ahead and read off your bio. <laughs> put some respect on you. That's all good. All right, so look. Isabel is currently a senior executive recruiter at Boston Consulting Group and has been in the talent acquisition space for five years. Previously, she worked for Shopify and UPS, where she built out D&I programs and recruited across multiple functions, technical and non-technical roles. I'll go ahead and get some 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 emojis the, the hand clapping emojis like the fire the explosions <laughs> whatever the emojis are go ahead and put those in the comments if you listening and you driving don't clap your hands don't. just kind of tap the steering wheel yeah. like you clapping tap the steering wheel all that good stuff for our guests as well oh i appreciate it i appreciate the warm welcome cyrus yeah super proud you of you and your all of your accomplishments too yeah thank you yeah. I, I appreciate that so much so look let's go ahead and jump into let's this let's do it all right so uh, just first and foremost uh, actually, your your bio already um, already kind of addressed that, but want to know between the tech companies, just kind of like on a high level, like with UPS mm-hmm. and Shopify, and even the company that that you're at now, for, from your vantage point, what has it been like being a, a recruiter for these different companies? Like, how are different? You don't have to speak specifically about a company yeah. per se, but like, how does the role or the job vary from company to company? Like, is it different being a recruiter at a a tech company versus mm-hmm. uh, just I, I always say traditional company, but just basically a non tech yeah. company? Yeah, yeah. So huge difference, um, especially being that UPS and Boston Consulting Group where I'm currently at now, mm-hmm. are larger than Shopify. Yeah. So UPS, at the time, I think it was pushing, oh gosh, I don't know. It was in the hundreds of thousands. It probably still is. In terms um, of employees? In terms of employees. Sheesh. Massive. I mean, number one in their in logistics and supply chain. Are they number one? Um, at the time, they were. Yeah. I mean, I don't know if anything has changed, but... Yeah. They operated in so many different countries and territories. Shopify, when I joined, was about 10 years old. And I mean, I left last year, so they're probably not, they're not any older or significantly older, but um, smaller company. And I think like the biggest difference is just the amount of red tape and bureaucracy that exists in non-technical companies. Um, So there's a lot more middleman and checks and balances there's not a lot of margin for error there's a lot of um you're speaking about a non-tech company non-tech companies yeah whereas in technical companies the margin for error is a lot larger Mm -hmm. usually there's larger budget there's usually um 
just much more younger, diverse mindsets. And yeah. with that, they welcome a lot of different ideas. So with Shopify, you could, they had a program actually where you could literally do like a hackathon, like they'll do it quarterly. And yeah. they would really do that to like see, okay, what new product ideas can we come out with? What are some things like oh, so cool. we can do to revamp some of our existing yeah. projects? Whereas yeah. at UPS and even Boston Consulting Group now, there's just a lot more there's a lot more of that middleman that exists. And so I think... Um, if I could interrupt you really quickly. Yeah. Can you explain, because our audience is very broad. We have people that are extremely technical, way more technical than I could ever dream of. <laughs> and then we have people that literally message us and say, what is the tech industry? What is tech? Yeah. So hackathon. Yes. Please explain to our audience, what is a hackathon? So I think okay. it's really cool. And they would actually be very like, it would be really cool if they learned what a hackathon is. Yeah. So a hackathon is kind of like a case competition, sort of, so to speak, where you're given a certain amount of time. Um, so with Shopify, it was a three-day hackathon where you're dedicated to a specific project or product or program that you're building out or you're developing on. Yeah. Um, and so it, the cool thing with hackathons is you don't necessarily have to have the all of the technical experience or you don't have to be a subject matter expert in that space yeah. because you're working with other people from other different groups mm -hmm. and so it's kind of like just like a big old collaboration brainstorm where you get to come together with people you may not have typically worked with or interacted with in the past and just like put all your energy into this project mm -hmm. present it to whoever your stakeholders are and depending on the project it may or may not get picked up but for a lot of people it's really just the experience that it yeah. gives them i know like a lot of different conferences or organizations um will host certain hackathons or case competitions for attendees and it's a good way like to pitch your idea or or um, really just get in the hang of presenting in front of people and working on yeah. a project or a product that you may not get the opportunity to in your day-to-day -day role. So, so and um, you're making me actually intrigued. You actually kind of highlighted some things I didn't even know about hackathons. Because yeah. in my mind, when I first learned about hackathons, I thought it was just based off the name. I thought it was just a competition of people trying to hack something. Yeah. But... Which I'm sure there are still some that are like that, but yeah. just the from what as as my knowledge has been evolving and growing when it comes to hackathons, and even based off what you're sharing here, essentially some hackathons are basically an opportunity for people to create something, some mm -hmm. type of product or mm -hmm. yeah, just a product or feature, whatever it is, and then them like pitch it and mm -hmm. then get like potential funding or basically get awarded money for it. Yeah. Yeah, essentially. And I think like the outcomes can be very different. Not every like for Shopify, it was they really looked at it from a development angle, like developing your career or mm -hmm. work with somebody new or get your hands dirty in a sector of the business that you may not like, for example, yeah. as a recruiter, maybe I wanted to work on like the shop app yeah. and like adjust one of the product features which i mean i would never do as a recruiter but okay here's my chance let me work with somebody and then from there you're forming connections you're learning more about the integrations and all the little nitty-gritty stuff and so yeah. it could just it could be a good way i mean it could be leveraged for so many different things um some places 
utilize it again or leverage it as like, okay, pitch to us, we'll give you money. Yeah. In some places, it could just be like, hey, here's a chance to develop, here's a chance to network, here's a chance to grow your skill set. So mm-hmm. either way, it's a great opportunity to yeah. get involved with if you ever have the opportunity That's to do a fire. Yeah. Yo, yeah. I, I love this so much because uh, we had, I'm not sure if you know Jared, who uh, he's Mm-mm. he's pretty popular in the tech space. He's, he's been in the industry for a while. Okay. Uh, sometime in the future, I introduce you. Even though he doesn't live here, but there'll be some some event or something. Yeah. Are you still going to tech events and stuff? Yeah, so so kinda, so, 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 so so so. I haven't been to any this year. You know, yeah, yeah. budgets and everything. Okay, kinda cool. Low, but. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, I was that. But no, uh, Jared was sharing how he was giving tips on. Uh, we had him on here recently as a guest, and he was sharing how you could. Like he was giving tips on how to make like twenty, thirty thousand dollars every time you go to a tech event, mm. and it was actually really smart. Like what he was sharing was kind of like the whole referral thing. Okay, he was okay. like, "Yo, you could go to a tech a, a tech event," and he was giving different tips on how while you're at the event, how you could be like, oh, "Okay, I want to make twenty thousand dollars, so let me go here and let me like you know." I now even want to break down exactly how he how he did is I'm actually gonna kind of butcher it. Um, I'll <laughs> okay. I'll send the clip over to you. Yeah. So if you have like a reel for I'll send it over to you. That's but even, even hearing you speak about the hackathon, you got me thinking like, oh look, like that's yeah. another way where people can people can be like, okay, while they're at a company, whether it's with their company or I know their their hackathons, I know they happen just randomly, even if yeah. it's not even with your company. Yeah. It's like y'all definitely look up hackathons. Definitely. And and go to those things and see if it's a, it could be a huge money making opportunity or mm-hmm. worst case scenario even if not it can give you major exposure yeah. or beyond that like you mentioned help you like iron out your pitch in front of people as well mm-hmm. yeah and even like I don't know if you want to segue into LinkedIn, but it's something like I remember when I would do campus recruitment when I first got into recruitment and I was talking to inexperienced recent graduates or like current interns or students and they'll be like okay I have all this experience from class but I don't know how to position it to a company where they'll accept it Mm -hmm. and I'm like well talk about your project work a lot of organizations like I used to work a lot with like Nesby which is National Society for Black Mm -hmm. Engineers or SWE Society of Women Engineers they'll do different competitions pitch competitions hackathons case competitions and a lot of people don't take advantage of them maybe out of fear or lack of confidence or I would Mm -hmm. never get I, w- I would never win. Yeah. Even if you don't win, the biggest win could just be you have that experience. You have something to put on your profile. Okay, I may not have been in a technical role doing these technical things, mm-hmm. but I have worked on this case competition for some whatever high grandiose organization. So I think they're really, it's a great way to market yourself and your skill set without actually having been in the role. Hey y'all, we have some incredible, incredible news that I'm super excited about to finally announce our private tech community. Yes, yes, you heard that right. A private tech community exclusively for you all who want more than just the podcast. You want more than just the FAQs. You want to talk with tech recruiters. You want to talk with with hiring managers. You want to talk with coaches. You want to talk with people that can help with editing and rewriting your resume. Maybe you're somebody where you just want to be a part of a community where we're talking about updates of what's happening in the software industry. Y'all, this community that we've launched is also going to involve a Discord where we're going to be talking about updates in tech. We're going to be talking about companies that are hiring. We're going to be talking about upcoming tech events. So that way you don't have to miss any of the gems that I know, but not even just what I know, but the gems that friends of mine that are also in the tech industry know as well. So if you want to be a part of that community, go ahead and sign up so that way you can join us. We have a few different tiers. Ultimately, it's all tuned in for you. 
Oh, and last thing, also within this community, we're going to be streaming all of our interviews with our podcast guests. So instead of you having to wait months to watch the videos later on, you will actually be able to watch the interviews in real time and ask your live questions to those guests. So make sure you join our tech community. Yo, that's fire. Mm-hmm. That's fine. <laughs> Yo, you see y'all already getting gems and you know you are right. That is a perfect like segue over into like our question and conversation about LinkedIn. So let's jump straight into it. Yeah. So what are some LinkedIn profile tips that you know about that will help bring actually no, actually before even doing that, hmm. let's explain, like please explain to people the value of them not just having a LinkedIn profile, but them actually leaning into it and them using mm. it. But the value and also how it helps recruiters and sourcers, talent sourcers, be able to yeah. find them and connect with them on LinkedIn. Yeah. I always tell people LinkedIn is powerful. Yeah. It's much more impactful these days than a resume or a traditional cv That's the truth. yes yeah. it is the truth and there are i think for one linkedin is dominating in their sector if you think about it there's not really any other social media Career site for platform. professionals yeah, not. that has the number of users that linkedin, like LinkedIn. Has. Yeah, LinkedIn is dominating yeah they really yeah. are and it's cool because like the role i'm in now i do executive search um and we've had conversations with our like account management team over at linkedin um and they look to us for like product feature insight like okay how can we you know maximize the products that you guys have on your contract mm -hmm. so that it's you know it's beneficial for you as well as like just the entire platform but linkedin is super powerful because it gives recruiters access to you your resume your profile your work history your education your achievements all that great stuff yeah. and it's all right there um and the reason why it's so powerful too is because we use it to source and basically sourcing or a sourcer all recruiters are sourcers not all sourcers are recruiters Ooh, okay <laughs> all right yes so just yeah. kind of like even breaking that down mm -hmm. um she's breaking, uh, she breaking it down yes because okay let me let me try right, 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 right. <laughs> <laughs> so a recruiter is someone who will take a candidate through the entire life cycle from the application to the offer and then yeah. they hand you off to onboarding a sourcer works with a recruiter at the beginning yeah. at the front end of the process and so they're not the ones doing your offer but they're trained to like look for unique niche profiles that a recruiter may not necessarily have the time mm -hmm. to do because we're covering the entire span whereas they're just focused yeah. on the front end so just a little tip, side note. I know people like to reach out to recruiters on LinkedIn, and I get messages every day. Um, Should they reach out to sourcers instead? Reach out to sourcers. Oh, I didn't even know that. Reach out to talent sourcers, too. That's, oh, my god! Because they are dedicated to just searching for profiles yeah. and presenting them to the recruiter and the hiring manager. Especially because the recruiters, I know more often than not, many times y'all could be extremely busy. We're so busy. And it's like... 
Man, but to realize, okay, a sourcer, like literally their job is to is to find talent and source that talent. Yeah. And so you would literally be coming to them and they'd be like, oh, thank you. I was looking for someone yeah. like you. Yeah. Wow. I recently participated in, get this, a sourcing hackathon that my a company. A sourcing hackathon. Yeah. And we literally had a job profile. They actually did that hackathon because it was a hard to fill role. So we're like, yeah. let's just like get rally up all of our recruiters. That's smart. Um, and so, yeah, we broke up into teams. We sourced candidates. And and I won't get into the nitty gritty, or if you want me to, I can. But um, we were pulling like niche profiles. I mean, we were scraping every nook and cranny of LinkedIn yeah. and pitching it to these hiring managers. Um, but yeah, reach out to sourcers because they're the ones who are really, really looking for that's people. A, that's a gem right there. A little tip. Thank little you tip. for that. That's yes. A, that's, a, that's a dope tip. Oh, My pleasure. That. Appreciate that. Um, but back to the importance of LinkedIn. So again, yeah, we use LinkedIn Recruiter, which is the recruiter, the back end of LinkedIn, I like to say. And it gives us full capability to search for a number of different profiles. I mean, we can scrape. We can go from i don't even remember how many users linkedin has it's a ton of users it's it's popping i'm not going to throw out a number there because i'm not 100 sure but we can go from that tens of millions or hundreds of millions down to about 20 profiles and like really comb through and wow. see who has the credentials but you will be missed if your linkedin profile does not accurately capture you your story yes. your essence as a professional yeah. so i always tell people don't get left out because you don't want to update your linkedin profile yeah <laughs> like exactly. keep that thing updated because that is the single source of truth for recruiters yeah. when we're looking for candidates all right so so per perfect timing so in the so next question is going to be you're already touching on it mm -hmm. so when we talk about so we've already talked about of course the the, the power the value of linkedin mm -hmm. But okay, one of the things that I deal with a lot of people is that many people, and you actually taught me this, mm. but I deal with a lot of people that are, you know, mo mo obviously most of the people uh, that follow me or that reach out to me are typically like in a black and brown community. Right. And more often than not, many of them are, they shy away from their uniqueness. Of course, mm. they think like traditional corporate, okay, I just need to just be professional and show my professionalism, not show my individuality, not mm. show my personality, not show my, not talk about my gender or my ethnicity or my culture or my passions or my interests or my wittiness, my goofiness. Yeah. And one of the things that you had, had showed me, and I'm, I'm just going to say this, but I'm going to allow you to kind of like really like color it all in. Okay. One of the things that you taught me that showed to be incredibly valuable is no, show all of that. Like lean into your individuality, lean into yeah. things that make you interesting and unique and don't just be this, this blank professional corporate canvas. Yeah. And so again, I'm saying that on a high level, but I would love for you to kind of break down why you showed me that and, and why people should not be afraid of, like you mentioned, updating their LinkedIn, but updating it in a way that just really represents them as an individual. Absolutely. Yeah. So... The first thing is, obviously, given all the racial tension, I mean, racial tension has existed since the beginning of time, but mm -hmm. just given like everything from COVID, a lot of companies began to make these pledges and commitments to diversity and inclusion. Um, and so it was, it really, it was kind of like a catalyst for, for, 
people of our community, black and brown minorities, underrepresented individuals to really like leverage who they are and break into those roles that they want to break into. So I always tell people, don't shy away. If you've done something with an organization like Nesby or Black in Tech or Women in Tech, list that out because a lot of times as a recruiter, or well, as a recruiter and sourcers, not only are we looking and combing LinkedIn for those niche profiles, but mm. we're looking for candidates who represent some element of diversity, yeah. whether that's gender diversity or or racial diversity. So like in my Boolean search, which is, well, I don't want to get into all of that, but when I'm searching and using keywords, I don't even know what Boolean search is. <laughs> you, can, you, can you just explain really quickly what is Boolean search? Yeah, so it's just a way to like search for specific things. So you use like quotations and certain rules and parameters. Yeah. Um, and you can, it's not just for LinkedIn. I mean, you could literally do a Boolean search in Google. So if I typed in okay. quotation Cyrus Harbin and quotation and tech is the new black, it'll pull up everything. Oh. On the World Wide That's Web that has exactly oh, I so even know that. yeah so it's it's it can get very technical and nitty gritty okay, but okay, it's just a great okay. way to like tailor your searches yeah. um so yeah with that I will specifically let's say I'm looking to hire um, somebody who's done like sustainability work or climate and sustainability work I will look for okay sustainability strategy. Um, ESG, and then I'll also add in keywords like black and tech, yeah. or I'll add in like black and Latin sororities and fraternities, or I'll add in HBCUs, because yeah. I want to pull not only the right candidate, but the right candidate who also represents an element of diversity. So, and it also aligns with a lot of these company pledges. So it's not something like recruiters just do out of the goodness of their heart, mm-hmm. um, or like people like me, obviously I'm a black woman, double minority, but we all also do it in alignment and tandem with the pledges these big companies have made. So yeah. it is a priority for companies. Companies do want to diversify their workforces. Mm-hmm. And so you, as a minority candidate, should put that out there yeah. so that we can grab you yeah. <laughs> and bring you into, into the company. So how, so okay, let, let's say there's a, a let's say there's a, a young uh, Latina woman mm-hmm. And she's like, okay, cool. I hear this. How, like, what does that mean for me? Like, how do I set up my LinkedIn? Like, if, if you as a recruiter, yeah. you're searching and let's say like, okay, you're like, okay, I'm trying to find a, either a young black woman, Latina, Asian, just a young woman of color, or just a, a young woman in general. Mm-hmm. But let's say, okay, young woman of color. And let's just continue with the kind of like the young Latina. Yeah. If you're searching for that on LinkedIn, because I know y'all use a back-end version of LinkedIn, LinkedIn Recruiter, mm-hmm. uh, where you're, it's kind of like a search to find certain talent. For how can that young woman have her profile? Like, what are things she can have listed in her profile, on mm. her page, so that way she's ranked high and you're able to find her? Like, even if it's like yeah. a first-time job, whatever, like, she's ranked high enough that you're able to find her, like, more basically how can people make it to where they can be discovered more easily just based off their profile off of the diversity pieces right so this is where like you want to utilize your summary the summary portion of your linkedin maybe you can say something like 
as a Latin woman or a Latina woman in tech or mm-hmm. Latin X in tech. So just adding in those keywords that you know are synonymous with the the demographic will pull that because if I type in Latin in tech, it's going to pull up everyone who has that in their profile. If you've been part of any organizations, I used to recruit and work really closely with an organization called Inroads, and they exist to basically place underrepresented talent like college students in Fortune 500 companies for Mm -hmm. internships. And so that's actually how I got my start in the game because I was an Inroads (laughs) intern. Shout out to Inroads. But a lot of companies know about this. And so what they'll do is they'll add in like Inroads or SWE or National Society of Black Engineers and it'll pull these people up. If you're a part of a sorority or fraternity, uh, like D9 or anything like that, you can list those out too. Mm -hmm. Um, So I would... Introducing Wondersuite from Bluehost.com, the tool that makes WordPress wonderful for everyone. Website creation is hard, but now with Bluehost, you can answer a few simple questions about your business and goals, and the Wondersuite tools will automatically lay out your WordPress website or store in minutes. Seriously. From there, you can customize your design, pick your brand colors, and add blocks. No custom theme or coding required. You'll get content suggestions that you can keep or revise. And with Yoast SEO built in, we automatically help you get found in search engines. From step-by-step guidance to suggested plugins to an AI-powered help bot, our built-in tools make WordPress wonderful for everyone. Whether you're a beginner or a pro, you can join over 2 million Bluehost users. Go to bluehost.com wondersuite. That's bluehost.com wondersuite. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. As much as it matters to like detail out your work experience and what you're doing, also add in like those extracurriculars, those things that make you you. If you're passionate, if you've done a lot of like um, employee research, employee mm-hmm. resource group work, ERGs or BRGs or yeah. affinity work, put that in your, even if you're just a member. Even if you're not even like on the on the board or on the leadership team, put I am a member of Black at Google or <laughs> Black at Microsoft, and that just Black alone will get picked up too. So yeah. it'll increase your chances. And there's ways to like you know put it in there so it makes sense. Yeah. You're not just throwing it out there, but um, yeah, put those keywords in. It'll pull your resume yeah. or your profile. Since uh, like talking with you, I tell people <laughs> like so I'm always talking to people. They're like they're like, man, should I? You know, I mean, I I see people that are like 
like black people where they don't even want to have a profile picture on LinkedIn because they're thinking like, oh, if they see I'm black, they might not want to hire me. No, please. I'm like, you better lean into you being black. (laughs) Like you better, you better (laughs) show that. Like put your profile. And and again, all of this is from you, so I don't want y'all any any of the gems or game I'm about to give straight (laughs) extra straight from uh, Isabel. And then me kind of experimenting with different things she taught. I'm like all the stuff you say. I'm like I tell people like, yo, like put. Like in your in your kind of like uh, I guess headline or whatever you said is called summary yeah like put, or the put headline there, yeah because I mentioned something about you something about you being black you know yeah. and I'm like in your in your about me section put something about you being black yeah. and I think I have it listed in my about me like probably I mentioned it three different ways I'm like as a black man and another part I'm like as an African American there you go <laughs> so part, as a person of color <laughs> I know. like mentioning that heavily you gonna pick up my profile <laughs> I'm like yo y'all gonna find me they gonna find me. And, and let me say, let me say this real quick, because I, I think, because because I want y'all to understand the the benefit of how, and, and I told you this before we interviewed, and I, I think it's beneficial for y'all to learn this. A lot of people see me, like, man, Cyrus, how'd you scale so quickly in the industry? Mm. And I didn't do something that's really valuable for people to do. I'm gonna be honest. Okay. One thing that people do that's very valuable, I stand by it, even though I didn't do it, I stand by it. Is many people like you upgrade your skill set. Like your mm. like your capabilities, your knowledge, all of those things. Yeah. Or of course, you kind of do the tenure game where you know you kind of stay at a company for two, three years. You jump to another company, which is also cool. But the way I was able to scale, like I literally took the the information, the advice you gave me, and between both one adjusting my LinkedIn profile, and also we're gonna get to it in a second. Like talk about like posting and and mm. you know kind of like certain things to do with that but literally i took the advice she gave me and i'm, I'm telling all this so y'all understand the value of it i took the advice that she's giving right now and when i used that it transformed my linkedin to where there was a period in time when i was like really focused on like my linkedin heavily there was a period of time i was having like two tech companies a day reach out to me wow and, and it got to the point tech companies were offering me money way beyond like i was still a a a, a a SMB. I was still like an entry level sales engineer. Wow. And companies were offering me money like beyond what they were offering me money like what principal sales engineers were getting paid. Mm. And then I was getting opportunities and offers to like be over a sales engineering department at a startup. And wow. it's like I was like, yo. And the amount of money was like well over two hundred thousand dollars plus. And again, this is all under a year of me being in the industry. Mm. And so I want y'all to I, I say this because I want y'all to really understand that that the thing she's saying is not just it's not just cute it's not just something you're like oh, i guess i should make some adjustments it's like no this will really transform like like just your impact yeah. just just really transform like the experience that you're receiving uh, on linkedin and so uh anyway i just want to kind of double down on that but yeah i completely transform now mind you now i, I will say my linkedin isn't fully optimized the way that it should be because of all the things i'm doing now Nevertheless, yeah. I always know I'm like, yo, I could tweak my LinkedIn some more based off of advice and information that you've given and it yeah. will like 10x everything. Yeah, absolutely. And even if it's just like because once you get it to the place where the foundation is set, yeah. it could just be like, you know, checking in every month or two months and just like adding any little updates. But yeah, I think just. I think that's really powerful how, I mean, you're a success story of mm-hmm. someone who has leveraged their LinkedIn and scaled beyond what would be typical because of you under because you understood how recruiters use LinkedIn. So yeah. I, I think that's really awesome. Yeah, no, yeah. I mean, thanks. Uh, you know, hugely thanks to you. So so we talked about okay, setting up your LinkedIn and mm. um, 
we've had. Are you, do you know Shanae? Do you Shanae know each other? Recruiter cousin. So. Oh, I've seen her post. I don't know her though. But okay, cool. I gotta connect y'all. Yeah. Like, y'all love each other. Shanae, Shanae's cool people. Shanae, okay. Shanae Loki kind of like like Texas New Black family. Oh, uh, honestly, <laughs> uh, she but she she's real good people. Like y'all y'all honestly love each other. Cool. Uh, so, um, but anyway, uh, yeah, Shanae had talked before about the the importance of like your your recommendations and mm-hmm. you know she, she kind of like touched on some of those things before. And so we talked about okay setting up your LinkedIn and the importance of like highlighting certain things now advice on okay when people are posting on linkedin Mm -hmm. posting and interacting let's say both posting interacting engaging what's the importance just from your knowledge your experience of people actually interacting engaging on linkedin and posting so that's also very powerful too so from the linkedin recruiter perspective it'll really just pull profiles um but the thing is we do sit on LinkedIn and just look at the feed too. Yeah, y'all so I'll be, be scrolling. <laughs> I'll be scrolling. I'll be like, oh dang, they just had a layoff. Oh man. So <laughs> it's a rough market. But um I think it's a great way to expand your network and make your name more visible to people who may not necessarily be looking. So for example, if I'm scrolling just, you know, Monday morning, let's see what's going on on LinkedIn. Um, and I see somebody like comment something or like, I know obviously we're in times where people are trying to find employment and they have that open to work banner up. Um, it's important to post and have presence. Now you don't have to become a LinkedIn influencer, Influencer, which is a thing. And I mean, Hey, you know, that's great to each their own, like, cause it it works for people. Um, there's strategy in that too. Cause some of the posts I see are just a little I'm like why did you put what, that out like there? corny or weird or corny or just kind of like borderline begging and i guess desperation does bring people to yeah. certain levels um so I, I i get it i get it yeah. but um i think it's great to interact with people because not only are you interacting but you're also linkedin is so powerful because say for example i see someone in my network say hey i'm looking for a a marketing specialist to join my team, I can easily reshare that and you see that and there you go, that connection is made right there. So I do think it's important to have that presence because you're visible to people who may not necessarily be using LinkedIn Recruiter yeah. or may may just be, who may not even be in the recruitment space, mm-hmm. but they want to make a referral. And so they're seeing your posts, they're seeing your activity. And so I think just, just any kind of strategic conversation or output will always put your name in the right hands i think yeah um but another great thing to use linkedin for is like publications or i know recently i was looking for somebody who had um some of their like their work their ui ux work listed on like like they had like their portfolio portfolio yeah and so a lot of times it may not necessarily pop up or it's not necessarily a search parameter on LinkedIn recruiter like who has a portfolio but if you're putting that out there if you're putting your work out there people are resharing and I'm like oh yeah yeah this is cool yeah. let me look at their portfolio so yeah posts are powerful engagement interactions yeah. all of it is powerful even just a simple like reshare comment um yes. because the way linkedin is it'll show you everything yes it'll show you like oh so and so commented on this post yeah. oh what is this post let me see oh what yeah. are they saying what's their interactions now i'm going down rabbit holes and looking at profiles that yeah. i don't really and i'm like oh you know this is interesting so yeah i think the the posting piece is important um I, I think 
the priority is definitely your profile and yeah. getting that set up. And then once you have that foundation, that baseline set, yeah. then you start. Because the last thing you want to do is start doing all this posting, right? But people click on your profile and it's like, oh, she doing all that talking. I can't even see what's back in the side. Exactly. <laughs> so exactly. you want to make sure you have your I's dotted and your T's crossed. Yeah. But yeah, that's you, you would say the same thing in terms of when people are reaching out to, you know, I, I guess sourcers. So people reaching mm-hmm. out to sources or recruiters or hiring managers, they need to make sure that their LinkedIn, that their profile, like, is putting respect on their name. Yeah. So that way when that recruiter looks at their page, yeah. have you ever had any instances where someone reached out to you or maybe they reached out to a sourcer on your team mm-hmm. and then y'all looked at their page and was like, womp, womp, womp. Oh, all like, the time. Man. All the time. Yeah, it's so common. All the time. And it could be for little things. Maybe like their profile isn't as optimized as it could be. Or maybe... Um, some of their posts are not as tasteful. Mm. Um, Or another thing with LinkedIn Recruiter, so the way it works internally with companies, if I click on somebody's profile, I can see if someone else within my company looked at their profile. So it could say like, oh, Anna Jones also saw this profile. So I'm like, oh, okay, I wonder. And it can even tell you too, like Anna Jones emailed this person. Or they, yeah, it keeps all your, it keeps all your history. So, I can be like, okay, let me reach out to Anna Jones yeah. and see what the T is. Yeah. So I think <laughs> everything is tracked, traced yeah. in some yeah. way or the other. So just be careful how you're presenting yourself, how you're putting yourself out there. People talk and this world is a lot smaller than what you would think. Looking for a job in tech can be tricky, but what if there's a way to automate the entire process? That's where Octoply.ai comes in. See, this software does all the work it takes for you to get hired from researching companies to scheduling interviews. And all you have to do is just show up. Octoply.ai is the first application of its kind that will find jobs that your top applicant for, apply to roles, reformat your resume, and manages interviews all while you sleep. So if you're tired of the tedious job search, try Octoply.ai today and let technology work for you. Oh man, you, you touched on so much that, that I love a lot. Uh, man, that, that's so good. So one of the things I love when earlier you were speaking about, you know, people posting their work or posting something on LinkedIn and it being reshared. One of the things I love about LinkedIn's uh, feed, like your kind of home feed, mm-hmm. is that it operates somewhat similar. It, it's like a hybrid between your normal social media feed and the explore page. Yeah. But <laughs> It doesn't give you a bunch of random stuff. At least mine doesn't give me a bunch of random stuff that it's like I'm not interested in. It usually gives things where, like you mentioned, somebody commented on it or Mm. someone liked it Mm. or, of course, someone reshared it. But it's like now, now why does that matter? Like that matters because what I've seen is that it's significantly easier to go like viral on LinkedIn Mm. because, you know, or, or really just to be noticed because even if one person comments on your stuff yeah everyone in their network is gonna see See that (laughs) and so that's why i learned the value of posting things on linkedin because i realized like yo i'm not limited like on on instagram if i post something on instagram Mm -hmm. even on instagram can put it in the explore page it's like i'm limited by one the number of people that are actually going to comment and share yeah and then two I'm limited by, even if I show up in the Explore page, like there's only but so many people that are going to be in the Explore page and are even going to like see that one post out of all versus when you're scrolling vertically on LinkedIn, if somebody comments on my thing, Mm -hmm. 
Mm-hmm. Everyone in their network that's also on LinkedIn that's scrolling is going to see my post now, mm-hmm. even if they're not connected with me, even if they don't know who I am. Yeah. And so I've I've had several friends get jobs just through posting like like crazy. Mm-hmm. And just like you mentioned, like them and them being like no experience in tech. Mm-hmm. You know, they might have done a boot camp only. Mm-hmm. And all they did was they just posted. And, and I always tell people this. I'm like, yo, just post like tidbits of your like just show that you have some type of knowledge or show your transferable skills and how it relates to this role i've had friends do that creatively where like one girl who actually was uh she was one of our one of our first episodes a tiffany pool she did that where she did a side-by-side of healthcare and um sales engineering and like kind of like the the similarities that post of hers went viral to where people kept sharing it and she ended up getting like ridiculous offers like like not ridiculous in a bad way but like just amazing offers and she she ended up accepting an offer that was like i ain't gonna say how high it was it was Ah, well over a hundred thousand (laughs) dollars and i mean the the benefits the sign-up bonus all that stuff was just phenomenal phenomenal actually up until this past monday she had the highest like first time offer I'd ever heard of. It literally just got dethroned in terms of like my knowledge just this past Monday. And that was that was like last year. Like Is she in a technical role? She's a sales engineer. Sales engineer, okay. She's a sales engineer. But no, okay. actually she's a solutions consultant. Okay. Because the company okay. she's at, I actually I worked there for a while. The company mm. she's at, there's solutions engineers it's like it's non-technical like there's no technical component to it at oh, all interesting. now it's, it's very specific in terms of the demoing and like you really understand the product well and understand the customer well mm-hmm. but it's like not technical at all so yeah mm-hmm. but it's incredible offer she's been loving it at the company i actually oh. want to do like an update uh interview with that her would be uh, cool. and actually that's actually our largest interview on tech is new black like, is in terms really? of views which was shocking because she was our most entry-level oh. person and that was the, the but it's relatable. Episode. Not yeah, everyone is relatable. at the startup founder like yeah. phase. Like some people are just trying to break in. Yeah, exactly. And so yeah. yeah, we saw that. I really like that too. Like just like talking about posting on LinkedIn because I know like so I have another friend who's also big in like the tech space and he works for Microsoft, but he's also really involved in their um, their BAM Black at Microsoft ERG, okay. and he's always posting. Um, he actually has a similar platform too, like just like promoting like black people in tech, but mm-hmm. he's always posting about like some of the work they're doing over at Microsoft. And so for example, let's say like, not that I am, but let's say like I was interested in getting into Microsoft, right? So I could say or comment like, oh wow, this seems like a really great event. Really love some of the learnings that you posted on here. Mm-hmm. Also saw at and tag whoever was maybe on the panel speaking on so-and-so and so and such and such a thing, uh, really cool stuff. You never know where that one comment might take you. And so I think like to your point, yeah, because yeah, LinkedIn will show you like the entire like breadth of the, the content that's being posted yeah. and like the comments and who reshared it and who's commenting and who's reacting in different ways. And you never know who's going to see that. So I think it's all about being tasteful and yeah. strategic. Um in how you're putting yourself out there but yes posting on linkedin is a very powerful tool man i love you touching on that tasteful aspect because that actually (laughs) takes us into uh into like our next part which is what are distasteful things or what are things that people do that you see commonly on linkedin that people don't realize is is hurting them and Mm -hmm. it's, it's probably holding them back from opportunities because a lot of people don't know especially if they don't have linkedin uh premium 
-hmm. most people don't know like yo recruiters and people are always checking your account even if they're not hitting you up mm -hmm. and more often than not people don't realize that there so we already talked about optimizing your, your linkedin your profile mm -hmm. it's not about posting but what are things that people can do whether it's posting or it's things they might put on their profile that they don't realize is actually hurting them hmm um and here's where it gets subjective right because okay, cool. yeah Every recruiter is different. So what might catch the interest of one might turn another person off. But I think really being aware of your brand and like what is it that you want people to know about you and your skill set and we touched on just like the market a bit and how it's shaky mm -hmm. and desperate times call for desperate measures. Like I see people post about like, you know, my visa is about to run out and I need a job ASAP, please, you know, share this post with people, you know. So I, I see stuff yeah. like that and I get it, like it's tough. Yeah. Um, but what I actually recently, um, how do you say on like, uh, not blocked, but like unfollowed or disconnected yeah, with somebody on I don't know, what, is, what do you, unfollow, I don't know. Yeah. Whatever that version is on LinkedIn. I recently did that with somebody because they were complaining a lot about yeah. a lot of the interviews and how like people weren't, you know, responding to them back and link and recruiters were ghosting them, which is true. Yeah. You know, some of us do ghosts. I've heard about I've heard about recruiter ghosting. Yeah. It'd be a lot of folks, but anyway, yeah. we we won't get into that. But I think just like the way he talked about it, it was just very mm, I'll be real. It it was yeah. just kind of rude. Yeah, yeah. Um, and he was, and it's like, okay, I hear your frustration, but I think with everything, you have to be strategic and think and about like the end user who's gonna see that because at the end of the day, nobody owes you anything. That's the that's no nobody that's the owes you anything. A lot of people. This is the thing today where everyone feels like they're just. Owed, like just like oh i deserve this thing it's like no one deserves that and no one owes you anything no. i love that you said that yeah and that's something i tell people all the time like nobody owes you anything especially not a six-figure six-figure job listen because the truth of the matter is you're looking at let's say you're looking at the glass half empty somebody could mm -hmm. be looking at the glass half full and say okay well i've been what I've learned from my recruitment experiences mm -hmm. after being ghosted and not hearing back from recruiters is that da da da. And so it's kind of like reframing and repackaging your experience so that people see the silver lining. Yeah. Because the truth of the matter is like, I can sit here and scrutinize anything and call out all the negative things about it but surely there was a learning in there yeah, surely yeah. there was something you could have taken away and say like okay well sure maybe i was i was ghosted but here's what i learned and here's how i want to revamp that and and implement that in my next search so i yeah. think it's all about like how you pivot but if you're just dwelling nobody wants a negative nancy around nobody oh, yeah, wants thanks. somebody who's going to drain their energy so i think it's just like yeah, repackaging yeah. and repurposing so that you're not dwelling on the negative, yeah. but you're showing what you learned from that experience. And that to me, I mean, I'm like, okay, all right. Do, do companies and or recruiters, I know you can't speak for every company or every recruiter, but mm -hmm. uh, kind of generally when they see a person being a bit negative, whether the person is talking trash about recruiters or the person is saying nobody wants to hire me or like, you know, just whatever. Do you believe that that can sometimes 
translate to them thinking, okay, if we hire this person on, or even if we interview this person and mm -hmm. just, it doesn't work out because we try to interview them, but we just don't feel that they're the best candidate for the role. Mm -hmm. This person could like potentially bash us or bash our company. Mm -hmm. uh, honestly, I think one person's review is not enough to pull down a whole. Okay, cool. Yeah. Now, if, if, if some random Influencer site or, or like or, oh, what is that site. app that they oh gosh i can't remember like blind no not blind is it blind basically like where you can leave like anonymous reviews on companies like yeah. if for some reason like everyone there's like a spike in negative reviews it might prompt okay let's look at some of our processes yeah. but at the end of the day like everybody wants a job so people are still gonna apply to that company oh, yeah, regardless exactly. so like, oh i heard this it's like, oh but they paying they paying what okay. i'm gonna suck it oh, up and i'm gonna go <laughs> so yeah, I think just knowing like you do not single handedly hold the power to pull down something that has been established for however many years. Yeah. So it's just kind of like learning, not necessarily sipping the Kool-Aid, but just aligning yourself. So whatever feedback or response you put out there is still not perceived as just negative and unproductive and unhelpful to the rest of the broader community. Cause I mean, it's very easy for people to just, uh, that's annoying block, delete yeah. out of sight, out of mind. So, um, yeah, I hope that answers your question. Yeah. Yeah. No, okay. no, that, that, no, that definitely answered it. You, you answered it differently than I thought you would, but that, that definitely still answers it okay. uh, and addresses it, uh, from that component. And so, all right. Last questions where, uh, we are out of time. Oh, dang. So last question uh, that I have is, Trying to think of how I want to how I want to ask this. Oh Lord, that's it ain't nothing that crazy. It ain't nothing that deep. <laughs> okay. I'll tell you straight up. Uh, actually, you know what? I, I actually would just ask it this way. What is because I mean, there's so much that we could talk about when it comes to LinkedIn. It comes to people reaching out to recruiters. It comes to people doing a variety of different things. Mm -hmm. What is a piece of advice that you haven't had the opportunity to share yet? that you know whether it's encouragement or whether it's like a specific thing that someone should consider doing or be mindful of mm -hmm. you know when they're out here looking for jobs mm. specifically around linkedin right or just generally? it doesn't have to be on linkedin yeah okay. we're at the limit to linkedin um so i'll give a piece of encouragement that i recently gave a friend who mm -hmm. is in the job search um and it's it's been a bit challenging and it's just like understanding the back end of the recruitment process. So a lot of times people will make it to the final stages and they don't get selected. They don't get the offer. Yeah. And it's like, I made it through three, four, five, sometimes six rounds of interviews. Like, yeah. and it's draining. Like, what did I do wrong? Like, what, what is, is it me? Like what, what happened? And so I think it's good to understand the back end process. Recruiters are never just talking to one person. Yeah, they're always talking to multiple people and we start with a wide wider funnel and we narrow it down. So by the time you get to those end stage interviews, we're typically talking to about three, four people at that time. So it's never it doesn't mean that if you made it that far, you are qualified yeah. for the job. Yeah. And it could just be that like, OK, we just have one thing. Let's try to like vet them in this way. But they're also not only. Are they comparing you to the job spec? But they are looking at who, who is more 
qualified for not qualified but who would just fit into the role the best so yeah. i always tell people like you didn't do anything wrong maybe you could have answered the question in a better way but if you made it that far That's it's don't don't doubt your abilities don't doubt your skill set don't take it as the end of the world it yeah. is a very good sign and usually at that stage a lot of times what will happen is if let's say I'm working on a similar search before I even go to market for a role, I'll look at history because our ATS is our applicant tracking systems. They keep all of that information and I'll reach out to the recruiter on the previous search. I'm like, Hey, I saw that you had so-and-so make it to final stages. Like, can you give me some feedback? Let's sit down and talk. I want to understand like, and that's how a lot of people have like stories oh, I didn't get the hired for this one job, but they called me back for another. Yeah. Or I didn't get selected for this position, but there was an opening or something changed. So don't, um, I always encourage people that way. Like, don't think it's the end of the world or don't think that you're just a horrible interviewer because if you made it that far, you made it that far for a reason. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think time and chance happens to us all. Yeah. And when it's your time and it's the right opportunity, it'll happen. I know that's not like I want to hear that, but it's the truth. It's the truth. So yeah. keep, just keep, going. keep going, keep yeah. going, keep applying, keep interviewing. You're only strengthening yourself. You're only making more connections. You're only learning more about interview processes and how mm -hmm. to like position yourself to get those interviews in the first. Person. I mean, I could post a job now and have like 300 applicants in three days yeah. and I don't even need to source. I don't need to do anything like they're coming to me. And a lot of times that's a lot of people to go that's through. So if you if you are one out of three all the way from 300 applicants, it is well. Keep that's going. Incredible. Like it's, it's yeah. a good sign. So 